You're listening to the System Semi Podcast, episode number 204. Today, we're going to be talking about how to sell on Instagram without thousands of followers or the infamous swipe up. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm so, so, so excited to share this guest with you because she absolutely has influenced how my team and I do content management. And I have bought her stuff. I watch her YouTube channel. So I am totally an Elise fan and I believe in a lot of her methods for selling, especially on Instagram. And so I knew that I had to have her come on and share the goodness. So Miss Elise, how are you doing today? Yay. Thank you so much, Jordan. I am doing well. I'm super excited to chat with you and meet your audience and talk about selling on social. One of my favorite topics. Yes. And you do it so well, so flawlessly. And so go ahead and tell my listeners a little bit about you and your business. Sure. The short story is I'm a former nine to fiver. I had a day job and all that great stuff after school and started a freelance business on the side. And within nine months, I was able to quit my job. I had enough clients to make me full time. And really my motivation then was just to travel and work remotely. So this was in 2014 that I quit and I just started doing it full time. And then a couple of years into it, I thought, you know what? I want to grow my business. Like I was stable, but I, I wasn't making a crazy amount of money. I was just paying for my travel expenses. And so I started to grow my personal brand on Instagram, which didn't exist before then. I started to grow my personal account as proof to future clients like, Hey, I did this for mine. I can do this for you. And what ended up happening was I had all these followers, people who were not interested in my agency services. They wanted to know how I was traveling, how I was growing on Instagram. And so this was in 2016. And that's effectively what I fell into creating a personal brand. So that was the year that the Elise Dharma brand was pretty much created. And since then, um, really focused on building that personal brand. And now I am a full-time Instagram educator for business owners, helping them use Instagram to actually bring sales to their business. So that's my story. Nice. Amen to that. Because if you're just playing around on Instagram, you're missing out on a lot of goodness because Instagram's brought a lot of sales for my business. And obviously Elise just mentioned her business as well. So I think if you are already on Instagram or you're intrigued by Instagram, then this is definitely going to be the episode for you. So we're really going to be talking about, you know, how to sell on Instagram without thousands of followers or the infamous swipe up, which I will admit, I was a little obsessive about for about a year and a half, I would say. And I was just like, like I was stuck at 7,500 followers for a year and a half and it drove me nuts. And I just wanted the dang swipe up. And so it was funny because then you actually had posted on YouTube how to, I don't remember the exact video, but it basically was like how to 
get more exposure without the swipe up or how to yep how to get the swipe up without 10,000 followers maybe yes that was exactly it and I was like she's reading my mind and so that was super helpful and and we'll have the link to that in the show notes too because it's a really good video but if you are the kind of the person like me who's getting a little obsessive about it this is going to be a great episode so kind of talk about like before you started to, I guess, sell on Instagram or before, you know, your clients or your students start to sell on Instagram, what do their businesses look like? Like what is, are they even attempting to sell at all or are they just playing around with it? Like give us the landscape. Mm -hmm. I would say on average, when someone comes to me, they're usually in their first one to two years of business. Maybe it's part-time, maybe it's full-time and they're really just solidifying their offers. Like that's where their focus has been, whether they are a coach or whether they're a freelancer like I was, or maybe they're diving right into product creation, whether it's physical or digital. So I'd say like most of their focus has been on just really verifying their offer, working with their first few clients, helping them get results. They're really getting their sea legs when it comes to their own business. And I think people come and find me when they're intrigued by social media. They, they've seen people talk about how social media has brought in more sales. And now they're at a point in their business where they have the bandwidth to explore something new, whether it's adding in a new revenue stream or adding in a new marketing strategy. And I'm a big fan of that. Like make sure before you dive into something new that you have the capacity to add it in. So I would say majority of people come to my world when they're ready in that sense. And I think, I mean, the sooner you can come to my world, the better, because, you know, the longer you wait to really embrace social media, now I'm specific to Instagram, but let's just say social media in general, the longer you wait, the more people in your industry call them competitors or call them whatever you want them to called, but they're the ones getting established. They're the ones growing their base. And yes, there are people like looking for your business. There are people looking for your service. And if the community is there already, they're going to find that person first. So you may as well, like if you know your people are on social media, you may as well get started sooner rather than later, just so you can get that momentum going. And the cool thing is, especially with what I teach, you don't need like those 10,000 followers. You don't need 100,000 followers to make money from social media. You probably won't be surprised to hear that lots of people on Instagram have hundreds of thousands of followers and are barely making money. And yet the people who I teach, whether through my free or paid trainings, most of my top case studies on my website They've made over five figures, so over $10,000 with less than a thousand followers. So you don't need to be Instagram famous. You don't need to have tons of followers to actually bring revenue to your business. So that's why I get so excited about teaching it is because I can remove the overwhelm, the the feeling like, oh, I need to put so much of my life out there. I need 10,000 followers. Like, no, you don't. I'll show you how to attract quality over quantity and then how to really lead your followers through a customer journey so that they become a lead and a client in your business. I absolutely love that. And I so agree with you on the numbers. Like I think, you know, people, and even when I write was stuck at 7,500 for a year and a half, like I really realized actually how engaged my people were because I did like an Instagram takeover splurge and I went on, I don't know, like 12 or 15 other people's Instagrams that had similar size, maybe a little bit smaller than mine. And they were 
like crickets, like not didn't reply to DMs, didn't do the scales or the polls or any of that stuff. And that really helped me realize like, oh, I like have really engaged and I've really actually cultivated a community of people that want to talk to me that will start conversations that will give me feedback. And that's something that honestly is way better than 10k 100k million followers I think so I love that you brought that up absolutely and the funny thing is much as people might see my account and think oh she's got 90,000 followers that's be- that's the only reason why she's been successful I'll tell you truthfully the more you grow on Instagram it's very common and typical that your engagement rate will drop and even the percentage of your followers who see your stories that drops now Instagram is you know, they've got their own reason as to why that happens, but it's very, very common. And so my engagement rate on Instagram is many, as much as I have many followers, it might not be as healthy as yours. And sometimes I see my boyfriend's account, which is not for business. It's just totally personal, or I'll see my friend's account and there, the number of people viewing their stories is not that far from the number of mine, even though they have like, he's got a couple hundred and I've 90,000. So it doesn't really matter like these huge vanity metrics. What really matters is like you said, who's engaged, who's replying, who's conversing with you, who's interacting. That's what really makes a difference. So Jordan, you mentioned a few times, like you were stuck at 7,500 and then you are at over 10 K followers. Now, do you know what changed for you to get over that hump? Was it something specific that you did? Yeah. So when I was following you and like actually paid attention a little bit more to Instagram, I tried to, I basically was trying to batch content creation. And while we do still batch, it was a little bit tighter of a timeline in the sense of I would batch like 90 days of content. And now we do it about a month, maybe a few weeks in advance. And so it's a little bit more timely and we upped our consistency. And then also I actually brought in a graphic designer, which I was super hesitant about because I've been able to make decent money without having like good graphics. (laughs) And it was almost like a mountain that I like wanted to put a stake on was like, it's fine. You don't need like pretty stuff to make money, which you don't. And like, I think I get more comments about my branding and just like how well done my Instagram feed is and people look forward to seeing the graphics and images and the content that we put out. And I was like, wow, okay, like this is interesting. So I think it was a consistency piece, which you teach about a lot. And it was an up level of the designs. So getting custom illustrations, like people are like, I recognize when it's your image coming up on my feed. And so I make sure to pay attention to it because there's, you know, people scrolling, people swiping you know, people just kind of pass along, but if they know what your feel is, then they actually can look forward to it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a follower of yours and I'm looking your account right now. And I've definitely noticed a change in the graphic representation. And that's also kind of what's trending on Instagram right now is these high quality info packed posts that are really not about you and they're big teaching topics. So you've done such a great job of seeing that and bringing it in. And I'm glad to hear that your investment into the graphics of your feed is proving to, you know, help your growth in your business. So that's awesome. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. So, well, let's get into your expertise. And so go ahead and start walking us through kind of the steps of how we can start to sell more on Instagram. Yeah. So you touched on it, actually. You mentioned your process that you're batch creating. And of course, you're the systems queen. So you've created a system around running your Instagram account. And that's absolutely what I teach too, because for many years, most of the years, I would post on the fly. And that's fine. Like when you're a solopreneur and you just don't have a team to support you. But what I found, especially last year, 2019, I left it on my plate to post to my feed and I was still posting on the fly and I barely posted. I think I counted and I posted like 64 times in 2019 which isn't great when you're an Instagram marketer and there's 365 days of the year and you posted 64 of those days. But the reason that my business continued to grow revenue wise, because I was still showing up in my stories every day. So there was a shift like from feed to stories, but I'm like you now in 2020, I've brought in my team. I've brought in backup support committed to posting at least three times a week. And now we're seeing really good steady growth. So we should be hitting like hundred K followers sometime in the next month or two. So it's really cool to see you create a system, you bring in the team, you bring in the support to make it happen. And then once you turn that machine on, huh, it works and <laughs> there's followers and <laughs> there's things happening. So what I wanted to share with you today is really focusing on the Instagram stories side. Because like I said, even though I didn't really post much last year, our revenue still grew and I was still consistent every single day almost on Instagram stories. And so through my really, my experimenting last year on stories, what I realized was that I could kind of systematize my stories, even though I was posting very consistently. Hmm. So what I realized was that, you know, depending on what my business needed the most in that moment, I couldn't treat my stories the same. So for example, every now and then I launched last year, right? And so that meant I was showing up differently in my stories. I was showing up more. I was really selling. I was really talking about my offer, but that's not my strategy all year round, right? I would burn out my audience if I did that. So what I realized was that depending on the season that my business was in, that's how I had to adapt my activities for my stories. And when I really thought about it, I remember the moment I was riding my bike through Toronto last summer and really thinking about like, what are the different ways that my business needs to adapt or what are the different seasons, quote unquote. And what I realized is that there are four different seasons and that's how I make sure I'm, you know, showing up in my stories in a way that it is, it fits the season that I'm in. And so the four seasons that I came up with are one visibility. Visibility is oftentimes when you're on Instagram and you just want followers, kind of like you, Jordan, when you're, you just wanted 10 K, right? You just wanted followers. You just wanted eyeballs, fresh eyeballs on your profile and you wanted them to follow. So I'd say majority of the time we're in that season, we're looking for that growth. Then I realized there's a second season after visibility, you go through phases where you're really looking for engagement, right? You have enough followers, maybe you've reached a thousand because I'm a big fan in a thousand true fans, but maybe you've reached a thousand followers and now you just need to know why are they following you? What are they expecting to learn from you? Who's interested in the things that you're offering? So that's the season of engagement. 
And then after engagement, I find that there's a season of lead generation, right? So maybe you've done some activities in the engagement season where you've done some polls or some question stickers and you start to get a sense of what your followers are really there for. Well, maybe in lead generation season, you create a new freebie, a new webinar, something that really forces those followers to take action. It's like, hey, you said you were interested in this. Are you now willing to sign up like with your email address or are you willing to DM me? So that's the lead generation system or season where you really see who is willing to put their hand up and take action in some form. And then lastly, of course, there is the sales season because now with these leads, it's time for you to do your job and essentially lead them through a customer journey because they've raised their hand. They said, Hey, I'm interested. Now you need to lead them to an offer, right? And I do find that Instagram stories are amazing for either launching that offer or closing sales and getting people off the fence. So that's how I kind of stumbled on this last year, but that's how I started to um, organize my stories was, Hey, what season am I in right now in terms of my business? Is it visibility, engagement, leads, or sales? And then depending on that answer, I would adapt my Instagram stories to fit that season. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast only pricing of $37 for this two hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you catch my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. The first question that comes up is how long should each season be? And not that I'm a big fan of shoulds. So what season do you recommend or how long do you recommend each season be? And how often are you turning over, right? So like every year, 365 days, obviously there's just four seasons in the weather, but how many times do you find helpful to be in each of the seasons or just kind of depends? This is a great question. It comes up quite a bit because I have a weather seasons analogy. We know the four seasons are generally the same length of time, but with my business seasons, I would say they're not the same length of time. You know, you're never going to spend a quarter of the year in hardcore selling mode, right? (laughs) So I always tell my audience, like when in doubt, when you're not sure what season you're in, go for visibility because visibility means 
growth. It means follower growth. It means new people seeing your profile and getting to know you. We all need that kind of in the background, at least all the time, right? Because if you're not getting new eyeballs then your business might plateau, you might be static. So I would say visibility is like the longest season or the majority of the year. And then I would say, so actually, why don't I break down how you know what season you're in and that will kind of help. So you're in a season of visibility if you are in a research phase. So maybe you're researching your next offer, whatever it's going to be, right? You want to connect with the people who could be your future potential customers. You're also in a season of visibility if you're growing your warm audience, like you were, Jordan, growing to 10K followers. You're also in a season of visibility if you want to be seen as an expert in your industry or niche. So you you really want to build up that no like trust factor, essentially. So people see you as the go-to systems expert. So generally, that's majority of the year. You're looking for growth. You're looking for new eyeballs. You're in a season of engagement if you feel like you have enough new followers and now you need feedback from them in some way. Maybe you have this new idea and you want to confirm it with them and just be sure that this is something that people are willing to pay for. And by the way, I'm a big fan of doing that. I like involving my audience in the creation phase of of an offer versus just quietly creating it then launching it and then hoping it sells. I love bringing people along with the journey. Just like you, Jordan, actually, you purchased Story Vault in December, right when I launched it. And I was pretty open with my audience for the month before launching it that I was creating this new thing. I literally sent out a survey and said, if you're curious about what I'm creating, you could kind of figure it out based on the survey. And we got the most survey results ever just because I think I was super transparent. So anyway, you're in a season of engagement if you're looking for that feedback, or maybe you just want to chat one-on-one with people who are following you just to really understand like what it is that they need. How can you help them? So that's a pretty short season, right? That's usually in a, you're still in a research phase generally. I would say next a season of lead generation. Now this is one of those longer seasons too, just like visibility, because you could always in the background be running leads or generating leads for your business, especially if you have a solid organic content strategy or a paid ad strategy. So I'd say you're in a season of lead generation. If you're building that pre-launch wait list, for example, for your new offer, or maybe you are prepping for an upcoming live launch, right? We all know if we're going to live launch, we need fresh leads in our business to launch to. And just in general, if you're building anticipation for something, you are in a lead generation uh, season. So again, this is one of the longer seasons and depending on your business model, that could be something that's running in the background all the time. Like for me, I run paid ads all the time. It doesn't mean my core focus is lead gen, but it is something that's constantly running. Got it. Lastly, you're in a season of sales. Now I'd say sales, sort of like engagement, sales and engagement are shorter spurts of seasons. And again, it depends on your business model because if you are someone who live launches, well, a live launch is going to put you into a season of closing sales, right? So that's how you know, if you're live launching, your cart's open, you're welcoming in new clients or new students, maybe you're answering any last questions people have about your offer. This is a season of you showing up and actually talking about your offer because surprisingly we assume that our audience knows what we have to offer, but 
our audience is following thousands of people. Like it's really our job to show up and remind people. So that's when you know you're in a season of sales. And again, it's usually those short bursts of, you know, your carts open or your live launching. So true. And I think, you know, I always forget that piece about, you know, people, we assume everybody knows what it is that we have to offer, but really like however many times, I don't know, what is it like seven or 14 or however many times you're supposed to be in front of somebody before they like can recognize you and like actually know you. That's a lot of times. And so if you're only posting once a week on Instagram and it's a post and you have no stories, no Instagram TV, and it's just a single post, like the reach of that is low. And like most people would have to be on Instagram when you post it and have your notifications on and like be in the mindset and not, you know, just scrolling. So I found it to be really important to, I'm similar to you. I basically, my job, my, my team handles all of my post content, but my Instagram stories, my job is to never have it be empty. So like, that's my job. And it's like a fairly easy job for me because I enjoy Instagram stories. However, it just allows you to be top of mind with people when it comes to your different expertise. So I like that you mentioned that mm-hmm. because I think it's, it's something that people overlook. It's consistency isn't just for fun. Like it's not just, okay, look like an expert because you post all the time. It really is like staying top of mind with people. And so I like that, that you brought that up specifically because I think that's something people overlook. Absolutely. Um, and if you'd like, I can dig into all these seasons a little bit deeper just to give people a few pointers, like what are the best features within Instagram for each season? Just so it's a little bit more actionable for your listeners. I love it. Visibility. That's the one that most of us always need and are in. Um, so there's a few features of Instagram that can help you get more visibility, AKA more new eyeballs to your profile and to your business. So the number one way is hashtags, hashtags. We all know, hopefully love it's Instagram's categorization system, right? They are the closest things to SEO that we have with Instagram. So, you know, you can put them in the caption, you can put them in the first comment, you can put them in your stories up to 10, but hashtags are key for driving new eyeballs to your post. The other thing that I love about the visibility season is when you're in your uh, stories and you know how, when you, you can jazz up a story and there's all the cool options. Well, there is a set of what I call visibility stickers. So built into stories, there are three options that Instagram gives us all that are literally designed to give us more eyeballs on our stories. So one of the visibility stickers is the location sticker, right? So if you use that location sticker, anyone who looks at that location has a chance to see your story. There's also the mention sticker. So this one I really love because whenever you mention someone else in one of your stories, well, they get a notification that, you know, Jordan or Elise just tag them in a story. And that then gives them the beautiful option to repost your story to their story. And that is how you get in front of their audience. So that's like one of my favorite visibility features is that mention sticker. And then lastly, there's the hashtag sticker. So again, you can use up to 10 hashtags in a story and anyone who's following hashtags, because now you can actually follow a hashtag in your feed. People are going to see that your stories associated with that hashtag. So those are some of the visibility features. 
I will share some engagement features. So if you're in a season of engagement, what you can do is use essentially engagement stickers. So just like Instagram gives us visibility stickers, there is right underneath them six stickers that are purely for engagement because Instagram wants us to generate engagement. So what I'm referring to in terms of engagement stickers are the poll sticker, the question sticker, the countdown sticker, the slider, the quiz, the chat. And I think there's even more coming out, especially in the times that we're in more stickers are coming out to help support small businesses. So all these stickers, if you just use one of them in your story, they're designed to encourage your audience to engage with you, right? By answering a poll, by following your countdown, by sliding, you know, this tells Instagram's algorithm, huh, all these people who engage are really, they're fans of this account. We're going to show them this account even more. So it's really great to just easily get engagement from people in your stories using those stickers. Next, if you're in a season of lead generation, now there's a couple tactics that I like to do for lead gen, not just related to your stories. So first of all, there's your bio. The last line in your bio should be a really good call to action. DM me to chat. Or if you're an astrologer, for example, DM me for a reading or DM me your birth date and time. Make it enticing. Don't make it boring. Don't make it something that people have heard a million times, but really use that last line in your bio to generate a direct message. That's a great way to get leads on Instagram today. The other thing that I've done before is I've written a caption and I put a code in the caption. So I'll say something like DM me coffee for a free gift. And I can literally track to see who read that in my caption, who DMs me the code, and I can track to see how many leads were generated from that one caption. So this is a bit more manual, of course, but this is, I mean, it's down to every single, it's down to the number that you can track the number of leads. And if you have a smaller account, it's totally manageable. It's, it's, you're not going to be overwhelmed. And if you are overwhelmed with DMs, that's a great thing. So the other DM, um, or sorry, the other lead generation feature that I love to use is the poll sticker. I love the poll sticker. And reason why I love it is I don't use no as an option. So most people will put up a poll and they'll say yes and no as their two options. I don't do this. I use yes as one option. And instead of using no, I'll make the second option say, send me the link. (laughs) And then I can check my poll results because you can literally swipe up and see who chose. I can check my poll results and I get a whole list of people who said, send me the link. And I will manually DM each one of them and send them the link. This is why DMs are so powerful is because there's no limit to how many links you can share. So that's like one of my favorite features when you're in a lead generation season. Lastly, sales. Well, you can tell that I've been talking a lot about DMs. That's because the best place to close a sale is in direct messages. So a lot of the prior seasons, you're driving people to that DM to kind of have that one-on-one relationship with you. So this is the best way to close those sales. So if you're live launching or, you know, let's say you're wanting to see who's on the fence in your audience. Well, I really recommend to just be showing up in your stories and end your stories with a CTA for people to reply to your story with any question. Cause if they reply, 
that's going to create that direct message thread. So again, best place for you to answer their questions, give them personalized feedback, send them voice notes, send them a video, like DMs are amazing for sales. A few other features for sales. I really like polls and quizzes, especially quizzes. I love to ask people like what's holding you back from joining XYZ program. And then in the poll options, I give them all the typical objections I hear. Like, I don't have enough time. It's too expensive. My husband doesn't want me to have a business or something like that. But what you do is you put your objections in the quiz options. And again, you can see who chose what. And so when you look at, let's say Sally said, this is too expensive. Well, I can literally DM her and say, Hey Sally, I saw that you're on the fence because this is too expensive. Well, I wanted to let you know, I just released a payment plan. So here you go. Here's the link. And again, really, really great way to just, you know, give that personalized response and help her get off the fence. Last feature when you're in a season of sales is going live. And with the time that we're in right now and, you know, people in quarantine and whatnot, I'm sure you've noticed a lot more people going live. Well, same thing when you're in a season of selling or you're live launching, it's really, really powerful to show up live every day, even while your cart's open. Just like Jordan, you said, you, people need to see an offer like I don't even know, it's seven times or 21 times. They need to see it a lot. And going live is a really, really great feature to reiterate your offer. So those are all the features that I recommend to use based on the season of business that you're in. I love that because it also shows the diversity of options when it comes to Instagram and, you know, with there being lives or IGTVs or posts. And then on each of those, there's, you know, captions, hashtags, um, different engagement opportunities. I think Instagram has really become, I mean, I found to just be like, you can have a really diverse type account for different types of people, right? Like the scrollers, the swipers, the people who do like to watch and engage on longer videos. Like I just was thinking the other day, I really enjoy IGTVs and people who are sharing really well, like Jasmine Starr. I know her IGTVs are always popping and super interesting. And it's really, I think, able to capture every kind of type of social media user and the different engagement types. I agree with you, polls and DMs. I'm obsessed with them. I like your tip about not having no. I totally just am like, whatever, yes, no. And then I know not to bother you, but it could be better to use like a send a link or send me a DM sort of option. So you can really start that conversation and engage with people. Um, And because I know that you also are like a tools fanatic and I've downloaded every Instagram app that you've told me to go ahead and share with the people different ways that they can create really engaging Instagram stories specifically, but also really anything on Instagram, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Well, generally I recommend for people to just use the Instagram app. Like there's so many features within the app. And as we know, Instagram is owned by Facebook. And when I see all the updates roll out, like I just see all the new stuff going to Instagram, like all those features I just outlined, they're amazing sales and marketing features, and they're just built directly into Instagram. So you can do so much within Instagram. There are a few external tools that I use and they're mostly Instagram partners. Partners. So for my scheduling, for example, I use Later. Later is a partner of Instagram, so they're verified. And 
how I write my captions and get the beautiful line breaks. And I can also um, choose to auto publish my posts or manually publish them so that I'm live in the app when the post goes out and later allows you to pre-schedule stories too. So if you or your team member are making pretty graphics, you can just pop them into later and then you'll get a notification that it's time to publish this story. So I do like later for scheduling. There's another tool that I'm using for hashtags. I mean, Instagram.com itself is pretty good for hashtag research because of all the suggested hashtags that come up. There's another tool that does a similar thing. It's called Flick. And so I use that for hashtag research. It's just allowing me to create new hashtags with every post in literally like a minute. So I love that that's a time saver. But otherwise, I would say don't worry too, too much about creating overly pretty, overly branded stories. Like just use what you have from the Instagram app and use the features that we talked about today to get your visibility, your engagement, your leads and your sales. And you can do majority of that all within Instagram itself. So I use later as well. I really like them and find that they have made it really easy for my team and I to collaborate in there. And again, like the spacing thing. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Game changer. (laughs) seriously. Um, And so uh, with that being said, obviously I've talked about, I am definitely a customer of yours and have really enjoyed both your free and your paid content. And so what is a freebie link for our audience to dive even deeper into this? Yeah. So head to elisedharma.co slash prompts. And if you go to that link, you're going to get 16 free Instagram story prompts for your business. And of course I've divided them amongst the seasons. So you're going to get prompts for a season of visibility, engagement, leads, and sales. And I've also divided them between business to consumer and business to business. So if you serve other businesses, go for the B2B prompts. If you really target customers through your offerings, go for the B2C prompts. And then once you're there, you'll see the prompts divided by visibility, engagement, leads, and sales. So that's elisedharma.co slash prompts, and you can get all of them for free. Nice. Love it. And where else can people find you on the interwebs and uh, engage with you and talk with you about how great this interview was? (laughs) <laughs> a few places, uh, Instagram, of course, at Elise Dharma, that's the place to tag me in a story or send me a DM. And yes, I am the one checking my DMs and responding. I have a team member who helps as well, but that's the place to really connect with me and really get the most behind the scenes access. And then in terms of step-by-step tutorials, go and ha- go ahead and find me on YouTube. My channel is called Elise Dharma. So that's where I publish weekly tutorials about Instagram and TikTok and social media marketing in general. And then for all my blogs and really the hub of my business, you can head to my website, elisedharma.com. Perfect. We'll have all the places in the show notes and the description. Definitely check out her content. You guys will learn a ton just like you did today. So thank you so much again, Elise, for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to hear from your audience in my DMs and hear what everyone thinks. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.